I'm Sonia Dunn, and my show, Military Home Life Radio, starts right now. I'm America, drink the water. I'm America, bring you life. I'm America, I'm your daughter. Down to money. Thank you for listening to Military Home Life Radio. I'm your host, Sonia Dunn. Military Home Life Radio is a program about U.S. military community living and support around the world. And what we do is we share information on programs and services that support military families, veterans, and retirees from a balance of local and national organizations. Plus, we have interviews focused on issues and stories from and for military service members, dependents, and retirees from all branches of the United States military. To learn more about Military Home Life Radio and the rest of our audio channels, go to militaryhomelife.com. That's militaryhomelife.com. Stay with us. We'll be right back with our first guest right after this. Our nation owes each day of security and freedom that we enjoy to the members of our armed forces and their families. Behind our brave servicemen and women, there are family members and loved ones who share in their sacrifice and provide unending support. Explore the skies at the National Museum of the United States Air Force, the world's largest military aviation museum, featuring over 360 planes and missiles. Climb into a cockpit, board a space shuttle, ride the simulators, then experience the region's largest six-story theater screen. Visit Dayton, Ohio, where imagination takes flight. Free admission and free parking open 9 to 5 every day. Plan your visit at nationalmuseum.af.mil. Military Home Live. Military Home Live Radio. Broadcasting from around the globe. Sharing information that supports military families, veterans, and retirees. Your Military Home Life Radio. Military Home Live. I'm Sonia Dunn, and you're listening to Military Home Life Radio. We are here with our guest, who is Brittany Bacher, who is the 2017 Military Spouse of the Year. Thank you for being on our show today. Thank you for having me. Now, you just gave up your title recently. How does it feel not to have that on your shoulders anymore? You know, it's a really um, interesting feeling. Um, so that the title is no longer, you know, active, but the work and the opportunities are still there. So um, it's just been this kind of interesting dynamic. And um, really, once you're part of the Military Spouse of the Year program, you're just kind of part of it. <laughs> um, so it, nothing has really changed other than the title yeah. um, it has expired you know, <laughs> um, but outside of that, everything else is kind of moving full force and that train is just still going. So going back in regards to how you got here, did you grow up military or was your first experience with the military meeting your husband? So yes and no, I, I did not grow up in a, um, you know, military family that moved around. My grandfather had served in the military and my siblings um, 
were actively serving in the military when I met my husband. And, um, but I, but I had not lived, you know, a, a military, you know, brat life or anything like that. So I was, um, I knew about military life, not to the extent that it is after living it as a military spouse, <laughs> um, but I, I did know about it. That's the catch-22. You think you know until you actually <laughs> say, I do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you guys meet? So it's a really funny story. Um, I met my husband in 2005 when I was traveling. Um, we actually met in an airport, and I can remember exactly what he was wearing. He, he had on these brown boots, these distressed blue jeans, and a pink and white checkered button-up. Um, dress shirt and we exchanged business cards in the airport and shortly after um, we started communicating by phone email and ALO um, AOL messenger that kind of dates me as to how long ago <laughs> that was um, and so he was living at the time in Mississippi and I was living in Texas and he actually called and asked me on a date and said, would you fly to Mississippi to go on a date with me? And so I did. And, um, six months later we were engaged. Get out of here. Yes. It was crazy. <laughs> we, we dated like flying from state to state and, um, we're engaged six months later and then we got married and, um, immediately after getting married, um, he went to a deployment, our first deployment together, literally like three weeks after we got married. Um, he deployed to Afghanistan. So it was just like thrown right in there. Like, yeah, here you go. <laughs> so when you hand him that business card, was it for strictly for business or you were hoping that he would call for a date anyway? Well, I'm a pretty forward person. So I, I kind of tell you, you know, um, what I think. <laughs> Um, and in that instance, it was more of a, um, just kind of, we were chatting in business and said, you know, I'd love to like follow up with you kind of thing and exchange business cards. And, um, it did take him a little while. I did not approach him, um, by contacting him through his business card. It did take him a while to contact me. Um, I would say a couple of weeks and, um, and then it just like went from there. So as far as, as far as you said, you have siblings who are in the military, correct? Yes. Are they Air Force like your husband? So um, one was in the Air Force, one Marine Corps, and one a Green Beret in the Army. So um, we kind of spread out yeah. through the military. Barbecues are interesting, for sure. <laughs> I'm so, as far as I guess, I guess someone needs to have a navy, and then you guys can have a, a real intense conversation. Yes, absolutely. We're gonna have to take a quick break, but when we come back, I, I want to talk a, a little bit about that de first deployment and how that affected you. Okay. Yes, ma'am. All right, I'm Sonia Dunn. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. We'll be right back. My brother Billy's pretty good with numbers. Um, the magic eight ball on my desk. I talked to my gunsmith. I'd look for a message in a bottle. Well, I usually go to my uncle Ubaldo in Mexico. I give myself financial advice. <laughs> well, my dog Dixie's pretty smart. Me and King Neptune, we're like this. Uh, to talk to you about my finances, I usually ask Jeeves. He has a lot more time now that everyone switched to Google. I would talk to my goldfish. The wonderful Wizard of Oz. The man behind the curtain. Well, I'm going to ask my cousin, Larry. You can visit Fleet and Family Services. Fleet and Family Services. Fleet and Family Services. Fleet and Family Services. You can visit Family Readiness. Family Readiness Center. Family Readiness Center. Or your installation's personal financial counselor. Personal financial counselor. Personal financial counselor. Military Home Live. Military Home Live Radio. Broadcasting from around the globe. Sharing information that supports military families, veterans, and retirees. Your Military Home Life Radio. Military Home Live. 
I'm Sonia Dunn. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. We are here with our guest, Brittany Bacher, who is the 2017 Military Spouse of the Year. You were sharing with us being married in the military, which is totally different than being married in any other type of situation. Because some who do get married, as soon as they are married, sometimes their spouse leaves immediately. And that kind of happened to you, correct? How did you handle that? So, you know, the honest truth is it was a major struggle. Um, It was a struggle and a challenge because I did not know what was really to come. Like, as a military spouse, we hear often like, oh, you know what you signed up for. Absolutely untrue. Like, you can think you know but until you're in it and you're living it and you're experiencing it, you really have no idea right. um, what you're getting yourself into. So that first deployment was, um, it was a challenge. It was a, a time in our military when um, there was a lot of deployment. They were um, obviously, you know, combat downrange um, at the time for this particular one. Uh, you know, my husband was located in the area where there there wasn't a lot of opportunities for internet. It was all satellite, you know, communication when able to communicate and was back in the days when it was like tent cities. Right. Uh, and so. And that was probably um, b- before FaceTime and all and Skype and all that. Yeah, it just, yeah, you didn't have that um, capability. Um, and so just kind of being newly married never had lived together and then you leave for a deployment and I'm trying to process, you know, all of this, you know, power of attorney we just did and all this paperwork on if something were to happen to you and not come back. And at the time, not living on a military installation because um, we hadn't been married at an assignment together. Right. Um, so I, I didn't have like that military support per se because I wasn't um, around an installation. So it was really um, just, it was just a challenge on us as a couple in a marriage um, and not feeling like I had the um, support or people around me that truly understood Yes. kind of the feelings or emotions. Um, right. You know, you see something on TV and you're like, oh my gosh, that's the region that he's in, you know, and I haven't heard from him in two days. Like, is right. he fine? Is he not? So, um it's, it was definitely something different that I had never experienced and I was not prepared to experience. When he returned, how was the transition back to marriage life for you guys? So that was, um, it was really kind of still honeymoon phase for us because we had not lived together. So when he returned, um, he moved me from Texas to Mississippi, um, we were stationed at Columbus Air Force Base, middle of nowhere, Mississippi. Um, <laughs> seriously, the nearest target was in the next state in an hour drive away. And I just was thinking to myself, what have I got myself into? Like, what's happening? <laughs> um, and so we were still in the honeymoon stage, but um, it was a challenge of living together for the first time, getting to know the odds and ends of each other, and he had just returned from a deployment um, and trying to reconnect on that level, um, which was difficult because I, I didn't understand what he had just went through for, you know, six to eight months. Right. And then trying to um, reconnect was uh, a challenge. And honestly, we're in this now 13 years and I don't have the key or the answer to that. I still feel like we every day or trying to fully reconnect. Um, And it's just because of the lifestyle and the redeployments and, you know, it just kind of compounds. So how many deployments have, has your family gone through? So he um, has been deployed four times, three together uh, of us being married. Wow. Wow. And how long have you guys been married? So we've been married 12 years. Um, Three, you know, three long deployments of that. Yeah. And then in addition to that, one of his um, career tours was a um, job that 
required him to travel on TDY orders about 260 days a year for three years. Wow. And so that was not deployment. That was just regular workflow. And so when you add all of that together, I mean, it's probably breaks down to about half the time we've been away from each other of the 12 years. You're a strong woman, Brittany. (laughs) I think as military spouses, we all have that kind of quality, whether it's something we were born with or something we learn very quickly. I agree. I agree. We're going to have to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. I'm Sonia Dunn. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. It doesn't matter your color, gender, national origin, sexual orientation, race, and religion. Leadership equals opportunity, diversity, and inclusion. It is the glue that binds us together. I and my brother and my sister's keepers. I will go to war with them. So listen, if you take care of your people, your people will take care of your mission. I'm Sonia Dunn, and you're listening to Military Home Life Radio, the only radio show that is from and for military families. Okay, men, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this. But you're here now. You're going to go out there and be an all-star caregiver. It's up to you. So what are you going to do? You're going to go grocery shopping, cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. You got to dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Don't you forget about the pharmacy. I know you won't because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. This is your time to show the world, your family, and yourself that you're tougher than tough. Now go out there and be the best caregiver this world has ever seen. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org slash caregiving. Military Home Live. Military Home Live Radio. Broadcasting from around the globe. Sharing information that supports military families, veterans, and retirees. Your Military Home Life Radio. Military Home Live. I'm Sonia Dunn. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. We are back with our guest, Brittany Bacher, who is 2017 Military Spouse of the Year. Brittany your story is, is a very relatable story. I mean, I've, I've read information in regards to you, but that that's one side of your story I don't think much, as far as many people are familiar with in regards to your your deployment history in regards to your, your family. Was, I assume you guys have kids? Yes, we have two children. Was any of those time during, as far as your pregnancy? And how did that affect you? So, um, interesting story on this. My husband and I um, are very kind of open about this uh, with people that we meet, but we struggled with having children. And so we um, we relied on um, infertility treatments across three different states from PCSs um, to help us have a family. And so um, that was something extremely challenging because for anyone who has worked with an infertility specialist and knows about the medication and shots and treatments and procedures that have to be done, um, they're very timed, sensitive right. um, <laughs> type procedures. So when you're trying to work around a deployment, <laughs> possible deployment or TDY schedule, it's really hard to commit to saying, we're going to do this you know, $15,000 procedure because we know for sure he's going to be home, right? you know, to be able to do it. So it was um, a real significant challenge for us. And we actually, um, and and we're open about this too. We um, were successfully able to get pregnant six times. All of those ended in a miscarriage. So that was emotionally taxing on top of already kind of, the process being emotionally itself. taxed on yeah. not being able to have a baby right. um, and what we were doing. And so um, finally, on the seventh time, we um, were successful and we welcomed a baby girl 
And uh, about six months after she was born, my husband uh, caught a deployment. And so he missed, of course, all the first. So the first birthday and the first holidays, you know, all of that he missed. Um, And then we um, tried again and we were successfully able to have our son and we're really open about our son. Um, We were actually in the process of a PCS from California to Arkansas. And when I say in the process, I mean, home, you know, house goods were on the truck somewhere across the United States. And um, our son decided he was going to come early and we had a detour during this PCS um, deliver in a different state that we were moving to. And to our surprise, he was born with Down syndrome and a plethora of other secondary diagnosis that we were not expecting or anticipating. And so we're literally like in this hospital, we have no home, like we're literally homeless at this point. Our belongings are on a truck somewhere um, that just happened to be one of those, you know, terrible TMO moves where our driver quit and left our truck somewhere on the side of the road. Oh. Um, Let's not so get into our, PCS moves from hell. I have I those know. stories too. <laughs> so. it's, it's like we all do, right? It's something we all experience. But long story short, that delivery and pregnancy was one of those challenging moments for us. And um, our son was born in 2015. And of course, we survived it all, right? We're, we're here Um, we made it to our duty station and all of our household goods arrived. So um, it it was a surprise though, but it was definitely uh, the military life played a significant role in the challenges that we were trying to overcome and like kind of barriers um, that got in the way of us really trying to start a family. And all this time, did it ever cross you guys' mind to get out of the military? Um, it's honestly, no, we, you know, this is all my husband's ever wanted to do. He is a service before self. It's everything that's in him. It's what makes him happy. And, um, and we've never thought that we wouldn't make it to retirement. It's just been the plan. Um, and so there was never even a discussion like, are, are we going to sign up for another so many years or are we done? It's just kind of been this is what we're going to do so we, we never let it affect that decision to say evidently as far as some type of support system um, with your installations to help reinforce that mm-hmm. we, we've had some really great assignments and um, I learned early on from I cannot remember the military spouse's name but I learned early on from a military spouse Um, ask what your Air Force can do for you. And as a family at every stage, whether we um, had children or didn't, and whatever stage of life we were in, we always um, reached out to our military to see what could they do for us? How could we be supported? Um, And they've never failed us. So uh, we've been really fortunate. We're going to have to take another break, Brittany. But when we come back, I want to talk about other aspects of your life that has led to you being the military spouse of the year. Okay? Okay. All right. I'm Sonia Dunn. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. See these hands? They grip the wheel of a Humvee in Afghanistan. These hands? Six years treating soldiers. Twelve years flying choppers. My hands? They're here for the person who fought in Afghanistan. I made the call and got support for my sister. My hands are here for the person who treated those soldiers. I helped connect my son with the care he's earned. Mine take care of the person who flew those helicopters. And if life gets overwhelming, they're ready to dial the Veterans Crisis Line. The Veterans Crisis Line is here for all veterans and their loved ones. 
call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1 or chat online at veteranscrisisline.net. Dad, this is fun. I didn't think I'd like kayaking. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, but I think it's time to head back in. Okay. Can we come back? Sure. Hey, be careful getting out of the boat. It's a kayak, Dad. <laughs> I'm going to return the kayak. Can we walk home? How about a taxi? It's a short fare from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. Military Home Live. Military Home Live Radio. Broadcasting from around the globe. Sharing information that supports military families, veterans, and retirees. Your Military Home Life Radio. Military Home Life. I'm Sonia Dunn. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. We are back with our guest, Brittany Bacher, who is the 2017 Military Spouse of the Year. Brittany, once again, I can I can only say that your story is is a unique one, but yet not not um, it's one that other spouses can identify with as far as far as that there's a lot of spouses out there who have probably gone through a lot of what you've gone through but are experiencing that in silence so I thank you for sharing your story absolutely I'm thankful for the opportunity you um stated that you had a, a good support system especially when that female mentor said to you ask the Air Force of what they can do for you. I, I think I think that's a stigmatism that a lot of military families have when they first come in that they're afraid to ask for help. Do you agree or disagree with that? Oh, I, I absolutely agree with that. I, um, I have had um, the privilege to uh, visit with military spouses across our nation and listen to them, listen to their concerns, talk to them, and really take that information. And what I've learned is that um, military spouses, they need that encouragement. They need the, the um, inspiration. Um, they kind of just need somebody to say, it's okay. Like you can go and do this or that. Um, I know when I first came into the military, the military spouse, it was overwhelming. Um, I was kind of intimidated, you know, I, I didn't know who to go to ask for what. And, um, I didn't know anything about the uniform and the rank, you know, that was on there. And, and so it was just a very intimidating, um, thing. But, but when that mentor, when that fellow military spouse said, you know, ask what the air force can do for you, I really took that as a, as a challenge, you know, and I said, I'm going to find out what is there to support me and my family. And what I learned is there is an abundant amount of resources offered by our military, but also by defense community partners and nonprofits whose passion and mission is to support our military families. Um, and the thing is that we have to get out of our own way and seek those resources. I agree. And, and so um, it takes us to do it. Um, but I think it takes a little motivation, a little encouragement from fellow military spouses to say, it's okay, you can go out there and, and find these resources. They're there. Um, we just need to, to give that to each other. One of the um, ways that you give back is through being a special needs mom yourself in the military and sharing that experience of being a special needs mom. Yes, I, um, you know, nobody ever wakes up thinking like, I'm going to be a special need parent, you know, um, it's not something that I ever thought about until I became a special needs parent and a caregiver of a child. And I went to my Air Force and I asked them, what can you do for my son? What can you do for my family? Um, and I realized the person in the position to help me needed 
some help themselves. And so I self-appointed at my installation and said, I'm going to be your parent liaison. I'm going to help you understand what the EFMP families on this base need, what we're seeking, how you can better support us. And so I did that about six months after my son was born, and I've been doing it ever since. And um, when I speak to military spouses, whether it's a topic of just encouragement, empowerment, or talking to them about employment or anything, I share the story of my son and becoming a special need parent because while not everybody can relate to the story or empathize with the story, what I tell them is that what you are trying to overcome, what you are experiencing in your life is no less or more important than what I am doing. They are relative to each other and it is how are we going to get through it, overcome it, move past it that we're all trying to figure out. And, um, and so I really try to help other military spouses understand, like, don't feel like what you're going through is less important or doesn't need attention. It does. Everything we all experience are just relative to one another. And so I share my journey as a special need parent um, with all spouses and leave them with that encouragement and motivation. We're going to have to take another break. But when we come back, I, I, I want to talk about life after being Military Spouse of the Year. I'm Sonya Dunn. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. We'll be right back. Did you know TRICARE covers mental health care? Your TRICARE benefit offers access to a full range of mental health care. This includes inpatient and outpatient services and pharmacy benefits. Your specific costs will depend on who you are, your plan, and the type of care you get. For more information about what's included in your coverage, visit tricare.mil slash mental health. Hi, I'm Sonia Dunn, the host of Military Home Life Radio. Military Home Life Radio's main goal is to support and empower military family members, service members, veterans, and retirees. Why? because I am a military spouse and I'm raising a military family and I understand the challenges of navigating through all of the many resources that are available to military families. So let me help you by being a guide. Join us as we share the latest information and news from around the military. Visit our website at www.militaryhomelife.com to listen to our podcast or find a local radio station that carries our show. I'm Sonia Dunn. Always and forever, military proud, military strong. Military Home Life. Military Home Life Radio. Broadcasting from around the globe. Sharing information that supports military families, veterans, and retirees. Your Military Home Life Radio. Military Home Life. I'm Sonia Dunn. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. We are back with our guest, Brittany Bacher, who is the 2017 Military Spouse of the Year. When you were nominated for this title, Military Spouse of the Year, were you aware that you were being nominated? I was completely unaware that I was being nominated until I received the email that said, you have received a nomination. <laughs> um, and I was thinking to myself, who would have done this? Um, and I had no idea what what it was going to do for my life. I had no idea how it was going to impact uh, my life and the opportunities that it was going to bring. Nor did I have any idea that I would get to the overall award recipient. So you said, who would have done this? So, so who did it? So actually, there was um, four individuals that submitted a nomination on my behalf and two were fellow military spouses and two were actually um, one just from volunteer work that I've done that nominated and one was a um, someone I knew from like my uh, youth and into college that had nominated and so it was um it was one of those moments that it's good for the heart, good for the soul to read those nominations. 
um, and know that, you know, those individuals were thinking about me and um, took time out of their day to write a nomination when they didn't have to do that. When everything was all said and done a couple of months ago and you were moving on to the next phase after being military spouse of the year, did you have a plan? So I really, I didn't at the time, and and I'm going to back up just a little bit, but after I was um, awarded the 2017 Military Spouse of the Year, I really had the plan that I was going to travel around and advocate on behalf of our EFMP community and uh, military families raising a child with special needs. And life changed and my life changed and what changed it was military spouses i i got out there i started traveling the nation and i was listening to military spouses and um i journaled i I just kept a journal of the the things that spouses were saying and what they were experiencing and what i learned is that military spouses were struggling with their identity on where they fit into this camouflage military world And so I didn't tell anybody what I was working on. I just journaled notes. And um, by the end of my year, so in April, I was almost to the end of the year in May, I decided I'm going to write a workbook. This is how I'm going to give back and and say thank you to my community um, for what they've allowed me to do over the last year. And so I reached out to a fellow military spouse and dear friend who is an amazing graphic artist named Molly. And I said, I need you to help me take my vision, my words, and bring it to life so that military spouses can experience this. And so it took us a little under a month to completely produce a workbook. And we were able to launch the workbook in May. And since then, it has just snowballed. I I really thought I was going to present the workbook at the Armed Forces Insurance Military Spouse of the Year Town Hall, and that I was going to be done with it. I was just going to present it as a thank you and be done. And to my surprise, I had so many military spouses, senior spouses, um, just people within the community that said, nobody's doing what you're doing right now. You have no idea what you're holding on to in your hand and how this is going to help and shape our military spouses and help them understand how they can better utilize all the resources that are available to them. And so it's grown. And now we have a website and we're working on establishing workshops, private workshops and annual workshops. Um, We're working to get the workbook online for purchase. And we are also working to get webinars established for spouses who are unable to come to a physical um, presentation because we feel our military spouses need to know who they are, what their passion is, and live with purpose and know that there's no geographic location or military status that can dictate how they live their life. So we want to empower them. So what's the name of the work uh, as far as as far as the website? So the website itself is www.discoveringyourspark.com. The so sp- discovering your spark is like the brand per se. And then the you have the workshops and then you have the workbook, correct? Yes. And the workbook is find your color in a camouflage world. When we come back I want you to explain what that means to you, okay? Okay. I'm Sonia Dunn. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. Haven't registered to vote or still need to request an absentee ballot? Don't worry, it's not too late, and I've got the stuff you need to know. I'm Tech Sergeant Holly Roberts-Davis, and this is FYI. Election Day is November 8th, meaning you've still got some time to make sure you can vote in this year's presidential election. Your best course of action at this point is the Federal Postcard Application, or the FPCA. This allows you to register to vote and request your absentee ballot at the same time. The Federal Voting Assistance Program encourages using this method every year and when you move. Depending on your state, you may be able to do this electronically and save some time. 
You can use the FPCA online assistant to submit electronically or fill out the PDF to print out and mail. The PDF package even includes a pre-addressed and postage paid label so you don't even need a stamp if you do have to mail it in. It only takes a few quick steps to make sure your vote is counted no matter where you are in the world. But act fast to ensure you have plenty of time to receive your ballot and send it back if you can't do it electronically. For more information on the federal postcard application and to see if your state of legal residence qualifies for electronic delivery, head over to the Federal Voting Assistance website. You can also research any other options for registering and voting, including instructions for submitting an emergency ballot if you're just too short on time. For FYI, I'm Tech Sergeant Holly Roberts-Davis. Military Home Live. Military Home Live Radio. Broadcasting from around the globe. Sharing information that supports military families, veterans, and retirees. Your Military Home Life Radio. Military Home Live. I'm Sonia Dunn. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. We're here with Brittany Bacher, who is the 2017 Military Spouse of the Year. Even though we're in 2018, Brittany, you are still a trailblazer for military spouses, and you're doing some really amazing stuff. In fact, as far as you have the website, Discovering Your Spark, and the workshops and the workbook in regards to finding your color in a camouflage military, is that correct? Uh, in a camouflage world, in a cam- but basically military, yes. Yeah, so so what does that statement mean to you? So what it, it means so much to me because over the years as a military spouse, I realized that I lost myself along the way. Um, I struggled with employment when I was extremely qualified with a bachelor's degree and a master's degree. I saw that I allowed myself to feel like I couldn't do the things I always wanted to do because of the lifestyle of which we were living. Um, And I allowed myself to live that way until my son was born. And that was my wake up moment. And so when I tell spouses, find your color in a camouflage world, it's find your why, find your why in the life that we live. And um, I found my why as soon as my son was born. And then after listening to military spouses, I realized that I had an opportunity um, to really help fellow military spouses identify what they're doing and really live life with passion and um, and really accept all of the amazing opportunities that the military life affords us. And so um, it's just been a really um, moving experience so far. And I hope I can um, help military spouses, you know, advocate for them and help, you know, be their voice and discover who they are and just ignite that passion in them that will springboard them to living with purpose Um, because we have amazing military spouses in our um, community and they have so much to offer. Uh, But oftentimes I feel we let circumstance get in the way and dictate what we're able to do. And through my time as a military spouse, there was uh, a statement that really resonated with me when a military spouse Um, said, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. And something inside of me was wanting to scream and be like, you're not just anything. Like, let's remove just from our vocabulary. Um, Because you have an important role. You are raising children who are growing up to be decision makers in our world. And that is the most important job. So never limit yourself and say you're just a stay-at-home mom and you know i i still am a stay-at-home mom and a work-from-home mom an entrepreneur mom and all of these other things um but you know what 
I just want to be the best mom that I can be and be proud of it and say, yes, I have the opportunity to attend all of my child's functions and see their face performing and go to class parties. And I love it. And I'm proud of it. Um, and so that's what I want to give back to my fellow military spouses. I just want to give them that. So do you consider yourself an advocate? I do. Um, I knew from a very young age that, um, I was going to be an advocate. I, I knew I had a servant's heart. Let me put it that way. I knew I wanted to serve others. And I, in the most recent years, the last like two years realized that my area to serve right now is fellow military spouses. And I do believe with time that will evolve and it might be another um, area to serve. But right now that is my passion, my purpose. It's my calling. Um, and I feel I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Now, you have a statement that you've said over the years as far as realistic advocacy. What does that mean? So understanding that um, we can advocate for a whole, whole, whole bunch of things. But I understand sometimes, no matter how hard I advocate for something, sometimes that answer is no. And I'm okay with that because... I understand I put the work in and as long as I'm given the answer no with an explanation or maybe I know it's not right now that I have the realistic expectation of advocacy and that's being able to accept that. Um, There's so many things that I want for our special needs community, but I'm also realistic in knowing that there's only so much that insurance can provide. There's only so much that the nonprofit community can provide. There's only so much that we as parents can provide. And my community, my what I call my village that helps raise my children. And so that's where the realistic expectation comes from. So realistic advocacy um, is something that I really, really kind of push when I go out and talk to families. We're going to have to take another break. But when we be back, I want to talk about another entrepreneurial venture that you have as a military spouse. I'm Sonia Dunn. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. We'll be right back. Military Home Life. Military Home Life Radio. Broadcasting from around the globe. Sharing information that supports military families, veterans, and retirees. Your Military Home Life Radio. Military Home Life. I'm Sonia Dunn. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. We are back with our guest, Brittany Bacher, who is the 2017 Military Spouse of the Year. Brittany... You are an advocate, you're a military spouse, but you're also an entrepreneur, correct? Yes, ma'am. And one of your ventures that you have is called Mason Chicks. Yes. Very different from Dixie Chicks. So tell me what Mason Chicks is. So Mason Chicks is a... um, apparel company, a clothing apparel company, and um, the tagline is apparel with a purpose. And I like to say that Mason Chicks was born because the idea of it actually came about after our son's birth, and we identified that he was going to have significant special needs. And a fellow military spouse and also very good friend um, said, how about we develop this shirt company as a way to advocate for people with special needs and to provide you the additional income you need to support your son, Blake, and all of the additional you know medical needs he's going to have. Um, because she knew that I was not going to be able to work outside of the home like I had planned um, because I was going to need to be there for Blake. And so we created the company um, and it started with Southern sayings and Texas 
same graphic apparel tees because we were both from Texas and we kind of knew that was a hot market at the time. Um, but we knew we wanted it to be apparel with a purpose. And so what we did is um, every tag on the clothing, every package shipped would have um, a postcard in it that said, this is apparel and a purpose and this is what we do. And so there were facts about Down syndrome. Um, there was facts about just being special needs um, parents. And that was a way for us to advocate and bring awareness to the Down syndrome diagnosis. Um, in addition to all of that, the proceeds um, from the company, half of it, we reserved to support um, the special needs community. And that has grown to now, um, we utilize the money to uh, help playgrounds become special need playgrounds, providing equipment that will make them truly ADA accessible throughout the nation. And um, I just traveled back from uh, Hill Air Force Base in Utah in May, where we dedicated um, special needs swings to that base so that they would have um, something for their uh, EFMP families. Um, and we'll just continue doing that as long as we're blessed with this company um, and, and blessed with the ability um, to raise funds um, for this, you know, mission, for this purpose. That's unique um, as far as raising money for playground equipment or playground accessories for ADA compliant playgrounds. I don't think anyone's really doing that. No, and it's really, um, it's really interesting because a lot of playgrounds will say they're ADA accessible. And what it is, is technically, yes, a wheelchair can get onto the playground, but then there's nothing for that child to do because they can't actually get on the equipment. And so I kind of bring it to an analogy of putting a cupcake in front of someone who can't eat dairy. Like you've shown it to them, but they can't do anything with it. And so we want to change that. We want to ensure, especially our military kids, they have an opportunity to play, to develop relationships, to be included, um, and just to experience that part of life. I mean, I think we all can remember the days on the playground. And, um, and I really recognize that as a, um, as a challenge when I took my son and daughter to a playground and my daughter was able to run off and play and my son was bound to his chair and had nothing to play on and it broke my heart. And so I'm on a mission to ensure our military families, um, our EFMP families have an opportunity um, without limitation for their children to play and develop those relationships that are so important. We're almost running out of time. Before we let you go, Brittany, are there any tips that you want to give special needs military families before we go? So I have tips to give in general to okay. military, military spouses, military families. One, you're the only person standing in your way. Um, that's sometimes hard for us to accept ourselves, but it's something important to remember. We are truly the only people standing in our way. Um, we can do more and be more than we ever thought was possible. And military spouses, don't be afraid to ask what your military can do for you. Those are some good points, Brittany. Thank you so much for sharing those. And you're welcome back anytime. Thank you so much. I'm Sonya Dunn. We'll be right back to wrap everything up. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. Okay, forest animals, kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow, have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. River, how's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. I love it. Uh, turtle. He's not here yet, man. Uh, he's late every morning. Okay. Squirrel. The forest has been preparing just for you. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? Amid the chaos? Or is the best time perhaps today? Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. 
All of us want to make a difference. As veterans, we committed to protect our country. We served and sacrificed for the things that mattered most. Those experiences shaped our lives, even if it isn't always obvious to those around us. And now that we've served, our commitments have taken on a new meaning. We're husbands, wives, parents, friends, and neighbors. But sometimes we still feel alone. We forget that our biggest challenge can be to ask for support when we need it. The Veterans Crisis Line is here for all veterans, service members, and their loved ones. Dial 1-800-273-8255 and press 1. Chat online at veteranscrisisline.net or text 838-255. It matters. That is all that we have for this edition of Military Home Life. Thank you so much for listening to Military Home Life Radio. Until next time, enjoy the rest of your week. I'm Sonia Dunn. Remember to support our military, but most importantly, support our military families. You're broken down and tired of living life on the merry-go-round. And you can't find a fighter, but I see it in you, so we can walk it out. Move mountains, we can walk it out and move. Silence is quiet, and it feels like it's getting hard to breathe. And I know you feel like dying, but I promise we would take the world to its feet. Move, I won't dance, bring it to its feet.
You're listening to Military Home Life with Zoe Dunn. To learn more about Military Home Life, go to www.militaryhomelife.com. That's www.militaryhomelife.com.